Thank you for listening to this edition of the Christian Car Guy podcast. It's brought to you by Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road. Mr. Quick Pick is the opportunity for you to start your own roadside assistance business. If you have more investment energy than investment capital, stop working for someone else. Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road is the opportunity to have your own home-based business, working directly with auto clubs and leveraging a national brand and marketing strategy. Mr. Quick Pick helps people who have run out of gas, lock their keys in their car, or need a jump start. An A-plus rated company with a better business bureau and the three-time winner of the Member's Choice Award for customer service. This could be the chance you've been looking for to serve others at the point of crisis and even share your walk with Christ. So whether you're looking for a business opportunity or in need of emergency roadside assistance, choose Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road, mrquickpick.com. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast of the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. Oh, will you help me? Can you help me? You don't need to be helped any longer. You've always had the power to go back to Kansas. I have. Then why didn't you tell her before? Because she wouldn't have believed me. She had to learn it for herself. There's no place like home. There's There's no no place like home. Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Negotiations Bible style. Bible style. Negotiation Bible style. There's no place like home. There's There's no no place like home. But all my words come back to me in shades of mediocrity Like emptiness and harmony I need someone to comfort me Homeward bound I wish I was homeward bound Home when my thoughts escaping Home when my music's playing Home when my love lies waiting silent there's no place like home. There's no place like home. This week, as I was preparing to speak at Peace Church in Durham tomorrow, which happens to be my anniversary, October 15th, I remembered. Yay. I've been married actually 29 years to Tammy. But anyway, as I was preparing to speak tomorrow at Peace Church, I found myself immersed. I mean, immersed in the story of the prodigal son and I just kind of camped there all week, and I've been marinating on it, and I discovered something amazing. There is more than just hunger involved in the prodigal's repentance. You might remember he was longing to fill his stomach with the pods. But there's more than hunger involved. There's something to do with purpose and calling. But actually, my most favorite part of the story is the joy of repentance. Yes, the joy of repentance. You know, Satan, I believe has stolen the joy from the word. I think many folks look at repentance like something on par with getting a spanking or getting a beat down. Well, when this boy, as you recall, when he decided to become himself again and go back to his dad, when he was on the road for home, don't you think that he was full of joy and excitement, anticipation of seeing his dad? It's kind of like Dorothy. He had discovered there's no place like home, and let's face it, he was headed to a giant steak dinner with all his family and friends. And I'm pretty sure, I'm just guessing that the Tin Woodman was there, the Scarecrow, 
crow, <laughs> maybe even the cowardly lion. But you know that what they say, it's Psalm 16, in his presence is fullness of joy. So getting back to the feeding the pigs part, and uh, you may remember the story, he's, feed, he's feeding these pods to the pigs. And you can imagine this Jewish boy's disgust, really, at fattening these swine for the slaughter. I mean, that's what he was literally, his purpose at this point while he was working for Boss Hogg. <laughs> they don't say that in the scriptures, but that's my guess. It was Boss Hogg he was working for. And so as he's fattening these swine, he realizes that I'm fattening these pigs for the slaughter and I can't even fill my own stomach. And I discovered this word that's translated pods or husk in Luke 15, 16. You know, in the Greek, it's actually quite a bit more descriptive. And it actually says I believe it's probably pronounced creation, which is K-E-R-A-T-I-O-N, which actually, if you take the literal translation of that, it's carob pods. And, you know, I've started to, to search out carob pods and what they are and what they do, and certainly this is what he was feeding the pigs. And I searched for a picture of these carob pods, so if you're wondering what they look like and what they really were, if you go to kingdompursuits.com, since I couldn't find a picture of pigs eating carob pods, I photoshopped in some carob pods so that you could see what these things look like. It's kind of important that he was feeding them carob pods because carob pods, they're sweet and they're fattening. In fact, today, a lot of people use them as a cocoa substitute. And a little interesting trivia is that inside those carob pods are the seeds, and those are so uniform in weight that they're used to weigh stones, hence the word carrot, K-A-C-A-R-A-T, that word carrot, like you would measure a diamond, comes from these carob pods. That's the seeds. And think about it. <laughs> How many carrots have fattened up some hogs along the way? Just saying. <laughs> now, our prodigal, he was working for Boss Hogg, as I described, and he was starving to death while he was fattening these swine for the slaughter. Now, as I began to just ponder that, it reminded me all too much of my job for years in the car business. Yes, feeding those at Pleasure Island, all the sweetness and luster of fabulous paint and style and upward mobility, high-tech accessories, comfort and leather at prices that left many in bondage of high debt. And sometimes you could watch these customers literally grow donkey tails like Pleasure Island or donkey ears within a month or two of trying to make these payments. So check out now what the prodigal said if we look carefully at exactly what he said when he came to himself. So if you look at verse 17, it says, but when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger. I'll arise and go to my father and will say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and before you and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son, but make me like one of your hired servants. Look at that closely. He didn't just go home. He tells his dad he wants to serve. Make me like one of your hired servants. See, he isn't just seeing that he's starving to death. He's realizing that this job I'm in is a certainly a dead-end job. Talk about a horrible job, fattening up these unclean animals when he could be doing something that would be much more worthwhile working for his father. You know, knowing that his father's servants are serving in the kingdom, they're not fattening swine for the slaughter. Now, I am not saying, please don't say that Robbie said, that car sales is fattening swine for the slaughter. What I am saying 
is that your intent changes when you understand who you're working for. So if you're not, you got to change who you're working for. If you work for Boss Hogg, you know, Satan, then your father that way is going to be one way and he's going to give you certain intents. But if you work for the father, our heavenly father, right? And you can actually love and build the kingdom and help folks while you're selling cars with what's good for their family and what may not put them in bondage, but actually help them to continue on in life. You see, repentance is changing from worldly grief to God grief, or as Charlie Brown would put it, good grief. <laughs> see, that was Charlie Brown's beatitude, good grief. See, 2 Corinthians 7.10 says, for the grief that God's will brings a repentance that leads to salvation, leaving no regret. But the world's grief brings death. Clearly, our prodigal had a godly grief that brought repentance, that led to salvation. And I'm guessing he didn't have any regrets as he was sitting there at that fattened calf dinner, I assure you. So here's my question for you today, and I'm hoping you'll call in. How does this apply to your job, what it is that you do? And oh, by the way, it could change from minute to minute. I can be a prodigal five minutes from now. Because I get away from fathering my, following my father, God, and I go back to boss hog. So how does, how does being the prodigal son and coming back to the road to the father, how does that work out in your job? How can you apply that to your job? I would love to hear your story, how you did that. I bet you've already done it in your life, realizing, wow, I'm, I've been over here feeding the hogs, <laughs> fattening them up for the slaughter when I could be really helping them. 866-348-7884. That's 866-34-TRUTH. I would love to hear your story on how it is that you took your job, which at one point in time you may have realized you were feeding the swine and fattening them up for the slaughter. How is it that you can do what it is that you do for the kingdom? I would love to hear that story. And think about all the people that you can encourage that are out there right now in their jobs trying to figure out how they, how they can keep from feeding the swine. How can they not be giving them carob pods, but actually being doing something worthwhile? 866-348-7884. And again, we've got this all at our website, christiancarguy.com, as well as the Jesus Labor Love. I got some updates for you on the Jesus Labor Love. In today's show, I've got some questions that listeners sent me last week about their cars, one about gas mileage and one about how often to change your oil when you don't drive much. We're going to get up to those. Of course, at the website, we also have the car show calendar. shows all the car shows that are in different areas that people send me. It's absolutely wonderful. But the Jesus Labor Love, car repair labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. I have some updates on that. I've got some prayer requests. Of course, I know you're excited because within the next couple of weeks, we're going to have the next episode of Christian Car Guy Theater. But at the website are not only podcasts of all our previous shows, but podcasts of all the Christian Car Guy Theater episodes. You can listen to them all, as well as the Christian Car Sales Registry, Christian Car Care Centers that are involved in the Jesus Labor Love. It's all there at ChristianCarGuy.com. Great news. we got so much show coming to you today, but the best part of the show would be to hear how you realized you didn't work for Boss Hog anymore and you started to work working for your Father in Heaven. And what did you do to subtly change Going from feeding the swine to actually doing something for the kingdom. 866-348-7884-866-34 Truth. Give us a call. 
But all my words come back to me in shades of mediocrity Like emptiness and harmony I need someone to comfort me Homeward bound I wish I was homeward bound Home where my thoughts escaping Home where my music's playing Home where my love lies waiting silently that happened in your life. When did you realize that, wow, I could quit feeding these <laughs> swine over here and switch to going home for a steak dinner? Uh, what does that story look like in your life? 866-348-7884. Well, let me share with you that uh, it happened for me when I was really struggling with whether or not I even believed in God. And I I found myself after... 20 some odd years in the car business. Finally, I would had been um, promoted to be the general manager of Crown Dodge. And this was in the year <laughs> 1991, the year of the Gulf War. And things were really, really bad. And we weren't selling any cars. And I'd worked so hard to get this job. And I really thought I was going to lose it. And in the car business at that time, well, still they have it. It's called a CSI, which is your customer satisfaction index. And if you were at the time working for Royce Reynolds, what your customer satisfaction index was, was going to really determine whether or not you would keep your job if you were general manager. And uh, we got our letter that particular month, and this was in October, interestingly, of 1991, just like it's October now. And it was about the 10th of October I got this letter. And when I opened it up, it showed that our CSI was like 1.5. And they used a 4.0 scale, like an A was this 4A, you know, like when you were in school. <laughs> so 1.5, it's clearly an F. I mean, you have flunked. And the dealership was losing money. Our CSI was 1.5. And I really felt like I'd worked my whole life essentially feeding swine. And now I was the one that was going to get slaughtered because everything that I'd done had gone to nothing. Nothing had worked out for me. And so I'd heard about this prayer where you could reach out and you could actually ask God for advice, for help, <laughs> or you have two ears and one mouth and you could just listen. And so I call it the five slamma jamma prayer, five slamma jamma cat's pajama prayer. Actually, you can find that at christiancarguy.com. But I invoked the five slamma jamma cat's pajama prayer. I got out in a field and I was really, really trying to listen to God. And unfortunately, I fell asleep. And when I woke up, it was dark. <laughs> I had no answers. Now they were really mad at me at work. I was even in more trouble. I went home. My wife was mad because everybody had been calling, trying to figure out where I was. And I was totally dejected, thinking that this was the end of my career that I'd worked so hard for. Well, the next morning, I was just determined to use this prayer. And so I began to pray again, the five slam and jammer prayer, just asking God to tell me what is going on. What am I missing? What is it that I've been doing my life? Because it doesn't seem like anything I've done has accomplished anything. And God really did speak to me, and it completely changed my life. And I really did become the prodigal and came home. <laughs> Here's what he said to me, and I'll never forget it. He said, Robbie, when it's all said and done, it won't matter how many cars you sell. And it won't matter what your customer satisfaction index is. What's going to matter is how many people you really helped. Simple enough. And when I heard that, although the thought had never occurred to me, actually, it made a phenomenal amount of sense. And I was so excited that even though it was Saturday and we didn't normally have sales meetings on Saturdays, I called a sales meeting 
And here we were at Crown Dodge, and of course these people knew me as a swearing, crazy man, sort of. And so when I told them that I'd talk to God, they all thought I was nuts. I said, but here's the deal, guys. Today, we're not going to try to sell a car. Do you hear me? Nobody's going to go out there and try to sell a car. Today's mission, if we choose to accept it, is to help people. I don't want to hear anybody say that they need to close a deal or make gross or anything about those kind of terms. What I want you to do is think about how you can help that customer in front of you. And if that means you need to take them down to the Nissan store, because we're a Dodge store, or whatever it is that you need to do, maybe not sell them that car. But if you can really help them, that's what I want you to do today. And the rest of it doesn't matter because when it's all said and done, it's not going to matter how many cars you sold. What's going to matter is how many people you truly helped. If I didn't live this story, I really wouldn't believe what happened because I think that particular month we might have had seven or eight cars out for the month and this was a dealership that normally sold 100. Our CSI was at 1.5 and I thought I was going to get fired. But something miraculous happened. When we started helping people, you know what happened? Cars started to get sold. Even though that wasn't necessarily the mission, we were trying to help people. As people realized that people were trying to get help them, they all of a sudden felt like, wow, I ought to buy a car from them. And the next thing you know, honestly, that month, October of 1991, Crown Dodge outsold Crown Honda, Crown Nissan, and Crown Pontiac. It really did. And, and they were flabbergasted that my boss couldn't, bear to see the Dodge store outsell Honda that they promoted me to Honda store. <laughs> True story. And I ended up going to Crown Honda Volvo in Chapel Hill. But the point is I understood right then and there what it was to be fattening up the swine. Whether it is you're employing people, right, and you're teaching them how it is to go about doing their job, whatever that is, well, are you doing it to really help people or are you doing it to fatten up the swine? There's the question, and I bet you got a story like that in your life. I would love to hear it. 866-348-7884. I know you got a story. It's in there. How did that happen in your life when you started to go towards home? 866 348 884 is the number to call in and share. We would love to hear that. And as I mentioned, we have at the website all this information, including the Five Slamma Jamma Cats Pajama Prayer, if you want to know the details of how I prayed that day. But there's the Jesus Labor Love, which talk about helping people. We're still in a position to help people to this day through this ministry. Single moms, widows, families in crisis. And every single week we get all these requests. And I just have to tell you that I did not know my email we'd had a problem with our email server about a year or so ago and we lost our domain. So the, the emails that were coming in from people that wanted to donate cars, I wasn't getting them. <laughs> but so this lady actually found my number and called me this week to say, Robbie, why didn't you respond to my email? I want to donate this car. And I had this lady that desperately needed a car, but I didn't know that my email thing was broken. Well, Believe it or not, there were cars that people had wanted to donate for months that were there. And I've been working on trying to get all that done. But what a blessing to have some of these cars that people are donate. And I can tell you those stories, but they're stories of more needs and donations that we need. All that stuff coming up. Plus the questions from listeners like you. Maybe you got a question about your car, like gas mileage or oil change or something. You can call in. It's a live show. We'd love to hear from you. 866-348-7884. Help me? Can you help 
You don't need to be helped any longer. You've always had the power to go back to Kansas. I have. Then why didn't you tell her before? Because she wouldn't have believed me. She had to learn it for herself. There's no place like home. There's no place. No place like home. We're talking about the prodigal son today on Christian Cargill. And maybe, how, how did you have a prodigal moment in your own career when you realized you were working for Boss Hogg? <laughs> you switched over to working for Father God. I would love to hear that story. 866 348 7884 truth now, I am blessed out of my socks every week, and usually on Saturdays I get a whole bunch of questions that people email me because they apparently went to christiancarguy.com or somewhere got my email, and they send me questions. And I thought, wow, I had two particularly good questions that I would share on the air today because uh, I think they might help out a lot of folks. But as I read these and I read my explanation, I would also add that if you think you have a better solution for these people, please I do realize there's a lot of people that are smarter than me. <laughs> My wife tells me that all the time. <laughs> That's how you get to stay married 29 years. <laughs> but anyway, if you've got a better answer, please, please call in. Or if you got a question, you're like, wow, Robbie, I do want to know about that. 866-348-7884. is the number to call in. So Janice asked, she says, I have a 2006 Camry that's been only been driven 2,300 miles in the past six months since last oil change in April 2017. When should I change it again? This will probably be how it will be driven in the future, and so I'm wondering how often I need to do this. Thanks for any help. Well, that's a great question, and my mother-in-law is in the same situation where she just doesn't drive very far, and she doesn't drive very much. So what does that mean as far as changing the oil? Well, believe it or not, <laughs> that's worse on a car than driving it a lot. Because as you drive a car a further distance, it gets hot. And as it gets hot, it burns out the carbon and stuff that's in the oil. So when I, if you just get in your car and you go down to the 7-Eleven and come back, the car never heats up enough to get the hydrocarbons and stuff out of the oil. And it's actually worse on the car than if you were to heat it up. And so when people have limited usage like this and they're not driving very far or long distances, whatever, that's considered unusual service. And, and sometimes they'll, they'll, they'll suggest changing the oil, you know, every three months in certain circumstances, but at least every six months. And again, your owner's manual is always, <laughs> believe me, never take what Robbie says over your owner's manual. Nothing's more critical than your owner's manual. That's why you have one. Uh, there's a link at my website, by the way, if you don't have your owner's manual, because everybody should have their owner's manual. It tells you what kind of oil, what kind of coolant, because I, I can tell you of the probably four Jesus labor love incidents that I'm working with right now that are the most difficult, at least half of them are always overheating. And the reason why is that people don't know what kind of coolant to use. They don't change their, res you know, they don't realize that when that red light comes on that your car is hot, you can blow a head gasket. I mean, it's just constantly one of those things that, wow, knowing what coolant your car needs, because like my daughter's Volkswagen uses a completely different coolant than my wife's Toyota or old red uses. So it's an, it's a critical thing to know what kind of coolant you have and how can you find that out? Well, through your owner's manual. That's why it's good to have that. And so I always say, go buy that by all means. And then we had Eula. She sent in this um, this weekend, too, and she said that she has her deceased, 
deceased sister's 2007 Suzuki Vent Ventura is what she said, SUV, but I think it's actually a Vitek, I forget exactly the way you pronounce that word, but it's a different than Ventura. But anyway, the gas gauge is not working. And so what kind of gas mileage do you think I would get? The car was sitting for about three years and had some repairs. My husband drove it from Salem, Virginia to Chesterfield, and I followed him, and thank God the car made it. Do you think maybe it gets 16 miles a gallon? Well, this is a great <laughs> discussion, and you may think, Robbie, you're a nuts, but this is, this is just how it is. That in both the case of Old Red and my daughter's car, uh, her Volkswagen, which is a 2005 Old Red, is a 1995 Dodge Dakota with 407,000 miles, and as you might guess, Old Red's gas gauge hasn't worked for some time. The good news is the gas light does, so... You know, it, 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 it's sort of like your final warning. But when you've been driving around like that, you can figure out how to do this. Now, in her case, doing a little research, the Suzuki should be getting at least 17 miles a gallon. It's got a 17-gallon tank. So somewhere her range should be somewhere in the neighborhood of 250 miles. If you don't want to fix your gas gauge like Robbie, <laughs> you just have to really, really, really get yourself in the habit, even make an alarm on your phone, whatever you got to do, that when you get gas, you got to set the tripodometer. And you got to realize when you got about 250 miles on the tripodometer, it's time to get gas because hopefully your light's going to come on. My daughter's in the same boat. She does exactly the same thing. When it comes time to get gas, she sets the tripodometer. When you got about 250 miles on the car, you know, it's time to go get gas. And I have never, uh, knock on wood, <laughs> I will knock on wood, run out of gas in Old Red. And all these years, and the gas gauge hasn't worked probably in seven or eight years. So I know these are a little makeshift thing, but, you know, it's just the way I roll, <laughs> literally. <laughs> but if you got a question, you got a comment, you want to say, Robbie, that's the craziest thing I ever heard. That's fine. Please call in 866 348 Seven eight eight four eight six six three four truth now getting back to our jesus labor love that's car repair labor for single moms widows families in crisis can i just tell you that last week i told you about this lady who lives in a rural area who drives on a dirt road she's got a 1993 nissan it needs tie rod ends and i told you last week that we need donations of 139 dollars to get her going again the great news is we now have $80 to go towards this, so we're only $59 short, and so <laughs> I wanted to mention that. You can go to ChristianCarGuy.com. You see the donate button there, or there's the address, which is clearly there at ChristianCarGuy.com, which happens to be 230 Sara Lane, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, 27107. Jesus Labor Love, 230 Sara Lane, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, 27107. If you send a check through that, there's no fees. If you go through PayPal, like we have at the website, you know, they charge a small percentage, but every single penny that you donate to the Jesus Labor Love, let me just tell you, every single penny goes to help people because we have no paid help. Our bookkeeper does it for free. Our lawyer does it for free. You know, the 501c3, it's a legitimate 501c3, so it's, you know, tax deductible, but we have no <laughs> administration fees. Everybody that works for us is volunteers, which is probably why my poor email got messed up and I was mentioning it a little while ago that we were getting these cars donated, but I did not realize that it had the old email address, which we'd lost that domain. And so I wasn't getting them. My heart was broken to see these people had been trying to donate cars and stuff to us that didn't come through. And so I reached out to those people. But meanwhile, I got it fixed 
And I will say what a blessing that this other lady that lives down this dirt road, actually, we got a 2004 Infinity that was donated to us for her, and what a huge blessing. And uh, actually, they're going to pick up that car today and make that transfer. So thank you for your prayers. I know a lot of folks pray for these ladies and this situations, and it's such a blessing. And I need to tell you, too, that just yesterday, I got two more applications in, and it never ceases to amaze me. I can't even begin to explain the joy that I feel in the opportunity to pray with these ladies, because quite often... As they tell me what's going on, they begin to cry. They're overwhelmed and all this stuff. And the Lord had put it on my heart a long time ago to just simply say, pray with them. And so I always ask, can I pray with you? Can I just tell you, if you could hear the change in the voices when I begin to pray with these ladies over the phone, (laughs) it is like God has given me an opportunity to do what he told me to do. in 1991, truly help people. Now, I, I, I don't always, always get their car fixed, and I don't always whatever, but I do know where to point them to the Father. I know who can help, and I know where the source of help comes. And just to be able to pray with people sometimes, even though it's overwhelming, because a lot of times I feel like the guy, you know, that came up on all the starfish on the beach, and he was throwing them back in the beach one by one, and the guy said, what are you doing? You'll never save all those starfish. And they said, well, it sure helped that one. <laughs> and, and that's the point. You can't help everything that comes your way, but the one that you helped makes all the difference. And, and so, you know, we're blessed to be able to do that with the Jesus labor love. We're blessed with your prayers, we're blessed with your donations, and we're blessed especially with all these guys who donate the labor every single week. You know, there's certain people, as I talked about last week, heroes, every time I call them, Robbie, what do you got? How can I help? These people out here understand that God is now, you know, they switched over from Boss Hog and they're working for the real, the real father. And these guys, again, if you go to Jesus Labor Love and you look at Christian car care centers, these are the guys that are donating every single week, every single time I need somebody to help with their car. So as I'm saying always, if you need work on your car and you don't know where an honest, good mechanic is in your area, go to the Christian Car Care Centers listed there at Jesus Labor Love. And there you can find them. Now we're going to get more into this prodigal story in our next segment, but most of all, we need your call, your question. We'd love to hear it. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. fattening up the swine for slaughter or are you headed for steak dinner that's the question the prodigal son faced and we all face it almost minute by minute if you think about it that it's it's a wonderful thing when we're in the presence of god and we're, we're in the spirit and we're asking for help and we're looking for you know him in in every moment as we go through the day prayerfully or do we sometimes get off and we start listening to Boss Hog. <laughs> we, next thing you know, we start fattening up the swine. It's just, 
it's a scary, scary thing. Well, I wanted to, um, and, and well, before I do that, let me ask again. We got one more segment left, and if you got a story, you got a question or something, by all means, we would love to hear it today on a Christian. We got lines open like crazy. We would love to hear from you. 866 348 7884 is the number to call in. It is a live show, and one of the joys of my life is often um, the wonderful calls that we got last week. Oh, my goodness. If you heard the, the lady whose husband was a police officer, what a story it was. You can go to ChristianCarGuy.com and listen to that podcast. But we were talking about heroes. So here's the parable itself, and I felt like, wow, some people may not know. Robbie, what are you talking about? I don't know what this parable is. So I thought I would actually tell it in this segment, and, and here's the way it reads. And Jesus was telling these different parables and in, in basically stories, explaining spiritual truths in Luke chapter 15. And Jesus said, then there was a certain man, he had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. And so he divided them to his livelihood, and not many days after, the younger son gathered all together journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. And then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, we'll call him Boss Hog, <laughs> and he sent him into his field to feed swine. And he gladly, oh, excuse me, and he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate. And no one gave him anything. And in the previous segment or the beginning of the show, I explained that those pods are called carob pods. or They're from a carob tree, which is very, very common in the, in the Middle East. In fact, it's one of the most common trees in Israel. And those pods are very sweet, and they are used to fatten up the pig. They're not necessarily good for them, but it makes them fat, which means they'll get more in the market. The other interesting thing is that the seeds inside those pods were actually used as weights, and that's where the word carrot came from, C-A-R-A-T. And so, wow, they were using these carrots to fatten up these swine, like many of us do with diamonds, so to speak, when you go looking at that. But when he came to himself, that's my just favorite part of this parable. When he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And as we talked about at the beginning of the show, you see the difference? He went from boss hog as his boss. Now he is going back to working for his dad. Not only is he going to get food, but his purpose changes, his calling changes. And he as he arose and came to the father when he was still a great far way off, his father saw him and he had compassion. Oh, who doesn't love that? As his father just jumps up, looking way down the road. Can you imagine the joy? Can you imagine what that was like? And he fell on his neck and he kissed him. And this is a picture of grace. Phenomenal grace. This boy had wasted all his stuff, but the father loved him beyond anything that we could possibly imagine. And then, of course, got the fattened calf and those kind of things. But in the meantime, I got Peggy is in Richmond. She's got a car situation for us. And so we're going to go to that. Peggy, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, my granddaughter has an old Jeep. I think it's Laredo, uh, late, uh, like uh, 1999, something like that. She used it for 
a mail route. She drives mail route. Yeah, a lot of people do. Um, That's good for that. It, uh, yeah, it's perfect. We love it. But uh, the problem is that when it will cut off on her, uh, after she's run the mail route a while, then this Jeep cuts off. We've had it in. Uh, we haven't gotten a satisfactory answer to what could be. Uh, one time we were told it was electronics. Um, there are those who think it's a fuel pump. I would be one of those. That the 99 Grand Cherokees, that was just like what they did. They went through fuel pumps like butter. I mean, they... That's the most common problem that I could say, besides axles, which they love to eat axles too, but 1999 Grand Cherokees, really, really, really common for the fuel pump to go bad. And if it cuts off, um, and I, I assume it's, it's, is it set some code that they're checking through the check engine light coming on? Um, I'm not sure. Can't okay. answer that. That's okay. But... That would be my guess, um, and and that is a guess. But I would okay. the the people that say I think it possibly is that there's definitely some ways to check that without having to replace the pump. You know, they can find out the pressure coming off that pump and to see if that's you know when it's stalled that they're not getting any fuel pressure. It's going to be pretty obvious that that's what's going on. But check um, the pressure coming off the pump. You said yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, okay, Peggy. God bless you. I appreciate your question today. All right. Thank you. God bless. All right. We still got time for your question. 866-348-7884. You are listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. And we've been talking about the prodigal. And uh, when we left our hero, <laughs> you know, he had, uh, he, he had come across the father who had come from a long way off. Um, and he finally, he said to his father, I've sinned against you and a heaven in the sight, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Now, I don't want you to miss that. That one of the cool things that God always does is he covers us. <laughs> you remember when Adam and Eve, which I just had this funny thought this week as I was studying Genesis chapter one, that. You know, God said, Adam, where are you? And Adam said, I was naked, so I hid. And, and, and God said, well, who told you you were naked? Well, if you look carefully in the scripture, he says that woman. <laughs> so I just pictured Eve telling Adam, dude, you're naked. <laughs> it looks like he's answering the question. That's a good question. But anyway, notice what God did. One of the first things he saw when his, when his son had sinned. One of the first things he did was he got him covered, okay? And there's a picture I, I don't want anybody to miss of the three arcs in the scripture. There's the ark, of the, the, the Noah's ark, and it says he covered it with pitch. And that word, by the way, is the same cover that they used on the mercy seat in the tabernacle for that particular um, ark. That had the mercy seat, which was the same cover as the word pitch. But there they had to sprinkle blood, and that was covering it. Well, see, Jesus covers your heart with blood, and therein is the real cover for the ark, you see? Just like the ark that is in Noah's ark is covered with pitch, the ark that um, Moses came out of, guess what? It was covered too. And then this ark of the covenant 
also had a cover. They call it the mercy seat. It had to be covered in blood. You should see the picture. Jesus is there when we're prodigals and we fall off far away. He is ready to put the robe on you, and the robe is going to be glorious. Well, thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy show. Remember, ChristianCarGuy.com. If you got a question or something you weren't able to get in on today, we would love to hear it. Or if you want to uh, donate to the Jesus Labor Love, it's all there at ChristianCarGuy.com. Now, remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went, got it all done in 33 years. And I am so grateful that you listened to us today on the Christian Car Guy show.